With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. Welcome to Sunday. It's April 26, 2020, and today's show welcomes anyone that wants to join us. The call-in number is 347-945-7207, and today's show is under spirituality. Our Ascension Center Ohana spiritual community has been around, I guess, is since the world began communicating. <laughs> we are a communications group, and we have a spiritual community. And some people say we're a spiritual science community. And we enjoy sharing uh, language in a level of the physical universe and the action within it and how we can help uh, each other uh, by communicating. But yet... How would we teach a deaf mute, someone that couldn't see or hear, a person that, uh, especially from birth, unable to speak, or they were deaf mutes having necessary vocal organs, maybe could be taught to speak, but what if? It's like today in the universe, the physical universe, we're all here to help each other, or are we? Are you in service to others? Now, we have our self and our other (laughs) <laughs> the inner and outer worlds, and uh, today I've uh, asked one of my long friends from 2012, I met him June 6, 2012, on this show, and he lives with a wonderful woman, Namgal, that is a practicing Lama Buddhist, and I'm not sure how he uh, calls himself, but I do know that he said he would help me uh and he always has. He's very kind, loyal, and uh, I'm going to ask him to come on today. His name is Thomas Anthony Sinisi, and he had a biological uh, acceptance of the name Hawksblood, and uh, this has some things that he's lived through and experiences, but uh, we want to offer how to be with us and how to, uh, if you'd like to join us, we share art, culture, education, science, technology, history, and folk life, among many things, in our audio and video productions. And this is sponsored through me, Teresa J. Morris Ministries, for educational entertainment, but it's spiritual education today. And so I hope you can hear me. Uh, and I learn a lot from people and how they share what they remember or their physical ability to draw from an individual to a speaker or to be a speaker. So uh, I'm about helping others learn to communicate. 
just uh, to each other. And it's, uh, I guess, agree that uh, <laughs> the language is effective if it substitutes for uh, how to be one uh, by themselves, I guess, or uh, how to be. And we have many friends that help us as entrepreneurs learn to do. And we have friends that teach us how to have things. But we're getting to a new world. So especially all over the world, I've got a friend that asked if they could come on the show from Europe. And I gave him this. But, you know, we look at our our physical strengths and our potentials and how we can validate who we are as an individual and how we can improve ourselves and how we can improve the physical universe. And uh, this, I hope, is going to be a future for everybody, how your goals stack up with your action and, and your energy for life because we're all about suicide prevention and how to keep others sharing the elements uh body warmth, food, clothing, shelter, and being mobile. And, uh, you know, the environment is our biggest foe, believe it or not. We we have to learn how to take care of ourselves. And uh, how do we share being human in a physical reality when we use uh, the triune or the body, mind, and spirit? So a lot of us uh, in Hawaii got together and I was teaching, uh, I, I was called to service. Uh, some people may believe in a higher power, the universal source, as something much, much greater than themselves. And I learned to do that because I knew I had so much to want to know and uh, learn on this universal level of mind and physical life. And we have mental technologies but we also have psychology and psychiatry and false subjects and workable methods. And, uh, you know, we're all responsible for our own life story and how we tell ourselves about the gap and the knowledge of what we do or don't know. So it's uh, up to each individual to choose what they're interested in and how we generate our information. So today we're in a new world all about communication and self-analysis and how each individual uh, can weather the environment and uh, learn to give up our injuries, especially with people that follow me. Uh, I'm a baby boomer age. And this is a time for people to be working together and loving each other so I've published a few books of where I've been in the past. I'm no longer that person. But at the time that I chose to write books, I was interested in certain subjects that would help me create manuscripts. And so I became an author, and I was hoping I was in service to others. So what happened is I began writing, and my ministry took me to uh, follow Aquarian Age Bookstore where I was seeking out knowledge. I was a seeker of truth. And since then, I've created a metaphysical, spiritual, conscious world. And so I'm an agent of service to self and others. But Teresa J. Morris Ministries is really about me being Teresa J. Morris, but I was born Teresa Jeanette Thurmond in the United States of America. And I've learned to uh, 
follow things that I felt emotionally, how I could analyze self. And that took me to a lot of places and to read and analyze. And I got to work uh, for some very great people. But I wanted to know how to find out things. And I needed uh, abilities to uh, have a love and a, a husband and help me have children. And uh, I would still not be happy. It seemed like I was always having the ability to re- recall things that happened to me with sounds and voice and smells. And I learned to be very curious about how I worked from the inside, my inner self. So I started on a journey, and I learned it was called a spiritual path, and we're all on a journey while we're here in physical form. So there's, you know, we search for what works for us, and that's what the Ascension Center is all about, is learning the inner and outer self and being aware. And a lot of my friends that work in the Ascension Age, I wrote books uh, tw- uh, 2012 and beyond about the Ascension Age and the, the, the future, but being in the now as well. And I've created a company because... Uh, of being something that could talk to me outside of myself around others that were like me that had a body, a mind, and a spirit so we could learn and communicate so I could have someone to talk to outside of myself while I was here on the planet and while I learned how to be human, how to be on this planet, or at least uh, it seemed I had a background So we all have a background and a place to be, whether we're interested in it or not. It seems to be anything that's not on our inner self, our inner, what are we? And I did get to die several times, flatline, go out of body, giving childbirth or just leaving due to infectious diseases when my body didn't support me from the time I was a child. And uh, funny enough, uh, by the time I learned uh, how to support myself, I had to leave my husband because I wanted to be able to make it on my own, in my own way. And it made me seem very selfish, especially to have four children. And I wasn't making enough because my husband and I wasn't getting along. And I didn't like being physically and mentally abused. And I was, even though he was very brilliant. He wanted to do his own thing, and he worked at NASA, and he played his trumpet at night. He was my high school boyfriend, and we had children together. But taking into fact that you know we are who we say we are in the inner self, I, I, I went to church, and I learned in America of how we believe here in what is a higher power or a source of how we got put here. And, of course, we've heard from worlds of other people that write thoughts. So I I read books, and I learned from other words. And, of course, I learned about the Bible. And uh, later on, I studied where the Bible came from and all the world religions. So it gave me a way to open up a process of understanding that we could train ourselves at least in English, I only read, I learned a little Spanish, but my mind responds to what my environment offered me, the tools. And I've learned a lot about emotional intelligence and how to uh, understand that 
uh, each person uh, processes their own inner self and their outer self. And when I was in college, I took psychology. And I learned about child psychology. Of course, I had children then. But I learned how to grow and how to read about all these books, every book I could find. And I lived always, my mother always had me across from libraries. So I learned about how to not upset people, uh, that it was reactionary, or we could just be calm and learn to control our emotions. But some people didn't like me for that, and especially my mother. She was very emotional. She grew up with parents that my, uh, her father had uh, moved away and divorced, and she resented that when she was young and 12. So it passed on to me, and then my mother divorced, and uh, then I resented her. <laughs> and so this thought uh, and this experience grows, and it passes down from one generation to the next. And so uh, I've learned a lot about the human being, uh, being one in self-organization. And so I created this, uh, after being on radio shows when I was younger, I started in uh, Alabama, and uh, I was on television as a child. So I knew about communication and television. And then I started rip reading uh, while I was at the University of Alabama and reading for radio shows. But uh, I did work with radio shows in Houston, but I was singing and doing uh, background. So my ministry really began, uh, now I say 84, because I, uh, I joined the military uh, sometime early when, uh, with NASA in 67, May 10th, 1967. I was a teenager, and uh, I didn't get into... Uh, I told you I had four children all during that time, even though I was I was picked by the government May 10th, 1967. I did the background. My parents signed for me, but my husband went directly to NASA. For uh, Chris Kraft got him in because it was during the Vietnam War. But we develop uh, things we think we're going to do, and then we may not follow those, and we develop things we wish we would have done, and we did the dark shadows of who we are. But I want to talk today about how we can help ourselves create what it is that we desire and uh, tend to think is important about language and how we function and communicate based on whether we read it or we're an individual. And I've asked Thomas because my friend Thomas, my husband's name was Thomas. My first one was Stephen. I married a Stephen. But I, I like to look at how my reality is based on me because I am me <laughs> and I have a higher self I call Tara I don't know how you relate to your inner world your inner who you are in your awareness but uh, many people uh, in language and we're communication and uh, that's why this guy Thomas I met in 2012 it's going to be eight years coming up but he's been this loyal and kind and uh, respectful, and he's never called me a bad name. <laughs> and uh, he's an author, and I respect him for who he is and uh, how he approaches his universe, his language, and his communication. And uh, we learned how to help each other 
on these communications of information for the Ascension Center. So he has been a mainstay, and he has uh, uh, I have no one. I'm here alone. I've had family come and go, and they've died. Uh, my husbands have died, and my daughters died, but he at least cared enough about me when no one else did, and no matter how many times I had phones, and I, I don't hear them. I'm half deaf, but he would check on me. So uh, no one else would, no one. I know that sounds funny, but I'm, I have phones, but for some reason, and he could tell you this, I've got a number that anybody else can perfectly call, and for some reason, the universe doesn't allow calls through. So I've always had an interest and curiosity about things that seem like everything in my world that's outside of me doesn't always work perfectly, even though it should, because if everything's energy, and energy is everything, some things seem to be beyond my control. So uh, everything on the outside, some people believe on their inner self that it's their background or the world they're born into. And so I've asked him through the last, since 2012, to help me, and he's been real steady. He's been loyal to the cause. He's never asked for anything. He's never asked me for money. And uh, not everybody... uh, can get along with others and he and I uh, know this and we accept that and he living with a Buddhist apparently it doesn't matter what our inner self believes or communicates uh, if we want to be with another human being we can find a way in what we call universal life now he's hopefully we're going to talk about the levels of existence in other universes, but in this universe, because I'd like to talk to him about the deeper stuff of our, who we are on the inside, and yet stepping out like ascended masters. And he's studied a lot that's been written, and uh, belief systems, and like me, read read up on world religions. But here in America, uh, we're, we're going to talk about our spiritual community, so we're not going to ask you to believe anything, and we're not going to ask you to uh, understand at this point because we're just starting over again in this new world. So what do you care about? And would you be interested in joining me in the uh, words that I've created in my, in my community, in my universe? This is one person. I'm a female, and he's a male, and uh, he, uh, I love him and his partner of life chosen, at least to exist uh, together. They're a partner, and at one time, we used to call a male and female joining, having a contract in marriage, uh, whether one chooses to or not, uh, but people that choose to be in each other's presence may be in the same humble home and a household, but we distance from others. And my girlfriend, I asked Janet, because we've been here eight years, Janet helped me start this in 2012, but she was on last time, uh, uh, but she didn't stay. And, uh, you know, uh, people come and go, and Tommy has joined me today, and he's here on the on the line. So I'm going to ask him to help me be out of our body, but yet look down and understand the physical universe and action is why is the world seemingly different 
and how it appears to him as matter, energy, space, and time in his environment as opposed to my environment. Now, at this point, I should use words in a language to tell you that, I, of course, I'm speaking English, and it can be translated, and this goes up on YouTube, and people will hear it. And uh, now remember, we're just human. We're, we wouldn't be here if we weren't in a body, mind, spirit, because we take on a humanoid uh, container in order to be here now and uh, be a part of this reality, like the billions that are called humanoids. And yet, I like to work and study all the universes and the places in affinity, or infinity, if you will, but I have a great affinity. Uh, but we like to think that we have affection for each other. And... Uh, there's so many words that can take us on a journey, but this is a spiritual community, and the world considers us uh, communicators. <laughs> and uh, as you learn about our our company, American Communications Online, and me, Teresa J. Morris, and my ministries in music and education, we have a, uh, Universal Life Ministries, and I asked Tommy to look up his Universal Life Energy but uh, we, I signed up, and uh, he did, we found out, and we had a lot of ministers that are mystics, oracles, psychics, sages, and seers, even some Buddhists and monks, and uh, good monks that studied 10 years in Hawaii, and some disgruntled monks <laughs> all over the world, and uh, I'm, I'm communicating with people, and I just told them all they have to do is be my friend. But do you know how hard that is to ask somebody to be a friend? What is a friend? So we're under the category of spirituality, and we'll probably be here until I pass or Tommy passes or both of us pass because uh, my friend Thomas is about my age. We are both born in December, but I was born in 1951, and he was born in 1952. Now, uh, I was born on the 26th, and I believe he was born on the 9th or 10th. But let me get him on here. And uh, we have to start somewhere. So we're going to start with how we uh, come down into this human form. But I've asked him, and I heard him talking with Namgal, his life partner, or maybe a soulmate. I don't know how. Uh, I really didn't ask them how they relate to each other in their world. But their world is different from mine, and I've never met them. Ever in human form. So uh, if you'll join me now, many people that have listened to me know that Tommy and I, no matter what, uh, we do our best to learn to communicate. And we're very close, affectionate. And uh, sometimes people say we sound like an old married couple. <laughs> but God doesn't get jealous. She knows I'm in Florida and he's in Hawaii. And I don't even think she has a jealous bone in her body. But she's really working on herself. And so I respect her for her high Lama level in the Buddhist respect, but Tommy, uh, I'm going to ask him to, to describe his awareness of who he is universally, but let me let him get on here. He knows we've been doing this, and we sort of have a system. So please uh, welcome Thomas Anthony Sinisi that prefers to go by Thomas Hawksblood Sinisi in social media, and my friend Tommy, and uh, we're going to record this. And it will be here for us to come back and learn about each other because we can only experience the now. And so let me get Tommy on here. And I hope you enjoy him because uh, 
We're very different, but we're very much in uh, affection. Thomas Hawksblood Sinisi, I see you showed up and you allowed me to talk for a little while. Thank you. Did you remain? Are you still here? <laughs> I'm still here. Well, yeah, uh, it's a pleasure. It's been a yeah, while. Go ahead and do your, uh, your yeah, do uh, your introduction um, and then go ahead. Okay, I'm living in the Big Island of Hawaii, uh, and there's so much going on here. But I've been here almost 20 years, and all I have been doing while I was here was writing uh, and doing lectures and things like that. I haven't been leaving Hawaii much. I only left a few times. But I reside in my little room on my computer most of my life. I'm writing letters constantly, rewriting one of my books, finishing my one book. So I'm pretty busy all the time that way. I mean, I'm only... 20 minutes from the ocean, which I walk down there every day with my, my dog. And uh, I don't have many friends in Hawaii. I don't feel the need to because, like she mentioned about friends, it's hard to find a real friend. Uh, in my life, I had lots of people that say you're friends, but even when you move and they don't call you and you never hear from them, to me, they're not friends. I mean, friends stay in touch with friends. You don't wait 20 years. Uh, to call somebody and say, you still alive? Uh, so that's one thing. But my life has been really guided by my experiences, not by what people say. And right now I'm working on a workshop I want to do. Uh, it's how, how to find out who and what you are, why you're here, and all those things. But for real, not just to feel good, not just to be happy and things like that, but to find why soul actually chose to come into this world, uh, where it has to be here, and then where it wants to go from here when it leaves. So that's what my life's been dedicated to, but I've been pulled into the UFO world as well. And all of it started when I was real little. When I was six, everything started changing. I no longer needed other people to tell me things uh, by direct experience. And by the time I was 25, I started seeing all my past lives. And that completed a lot of the knowledge that I needed to have when I came into this world. Uh, my teachings are simple. Uh, they not, don't go along with everybody else's teachings and what they say. Uh, I find mine contradictory to 90% of the people in a good way for me. Uh, most people find it the opposite. Well, if you say this, you say that. But in reality, in this world, everybody wants to be needed. Everybody wants to have a friend. Everybody feels the programming that they were given all their life is really important, which I contradict. Uh, when I start teaching, when I work with somebody, or when I'm uh, going to give a workshop, I go into what I feel is important to this world, important to a person. My goal, which is my goal now, I put my life on the line to it, is to bring why a soul comes into this world and where they have to prepare themselves to get ready to where they go when they leave it. Uh, it's not about staying here. It's not about having lots of money. Uh, and I say right off the hand, off the top, I'm not going to teach you how to make money. I'm not going to teach you how to lie. I'm going to teach you how to abide by what soul tells you to do and search out your true meaning in life. Because everybody has ambition. Whether they ever find it or not is so different because people want to believe they do. I mean, I wanted to be everything. I wanted to be a martial artist. I wanted to be a magician. I mean, I was in martial arts for five years. I was doing magic for 25 years. So, and then when I ended up working in the phone company, I wanted to be an oceanographer, which I couldn't become. I wanted to become a, a graphic artist, which I didn't become. 
So, you know, all the things we assume we want or we should be or can be, sometimes if you put energy into something, you can create it in your reality. But that doesn't make it your mission coming here. We could believe what we were told. I mean, when your parents, most people grow up in a family where their parents tell them they've got to be a doctor, they've got to be a lawyer, they've got to be this, they've got to be that. And they work hard to become that. And that's not an individual mission. Every soul can find its mission if it wants to. And that's, a, that's the most hardest problem on this planet for these people that are living here right now. Because there's so much programming down. Uh, TJ and I are different in a lot of ways in what we believe in. Uh, we both believe the world's in trouble and it needs help. Uh, people need to wake up a little and understand some things that are going on in the world for themselves and for the world itself. But be involved. The only way you can learn anything is be involved. Sitting back and hiding from everything is not the answer. I mean, I'm not hiding from everything. I about everything a person can do in life, good, bad, and indifferent. Uh, I'm at a point where I don't need any of them for cheap thrills or excitement. Uh, and excitement is, is, is a decoy. People search to have excitement and, and feelings, which I learned a while ago. They're not as important as we think they are. So when we go through these things in our life, hopefully you, you learn from what you do. Not, I mean, everybody says you learn by every experience you have. Most people do the same experience over and over and still don't learn anything from it. Hey, you, Tommy, let me okay? invite... Yeah, let me uh, answer this call. Uh, this may be one of my new friends in our group. Is this Suzanne? This is Suzanne. How are you, Teresa? Wow! Oh, my gosh! It is a new world. Oh, Suzanne, I've got chill bumps. You're really my friend, my new friend. Oh, you make me so happy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't think I've even told Tommy. Tommy, this is my new friend. Huh? Hey, Tommy. Greetings, hi. How are you? This is good. How are you? This is my new friend. Oh my gosh, Tommy, do you do you mind if she introduces herself? She's she's my new friend on this planet with you, Tommy. She may stay till we die. We may have a number three. Yay! Oh my gosh, a real good friend, and she's a woman. Now I've got one of each for <laughs> the Ascension Center. Yay! I love the power of three. All right, Suzanne, uh, please introduce yourself, and uh, hopefully Tommy will let this, all of us talk equally. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Tommy, but Tommy has a lot of followers that love to listen to him. But I want to create our new world together. So, oh, my gosh, he'll love you. You're very sweet. But uh, go ahead. Go ahead and introduce yourself, and then I'll let Tommy talk to you. But. Tommy, thank you for letting me introduce myself on your show. Very generous of you <laughs> and kind. Yeah, um, Suzanne Wyman, and I call myself the deep psychic. I like to go deep. I like to go past patterns, traditions, and um, work at the deepest level with people. And that's what I love. And I just met Teresa, just met her momentarily ago. 
It was a lot of living, though, Tommy. It was one of those crash courses in the universe. She just flooded in, and we did all this mental work together and created something, uh, and she was told to call me. And the first words out of her mouth was, are you a psychic? <laughs> I went, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that was hilarious. I move so fast, sometimes I forget about being polite. I have a friend, and she says to me, she goes, um, how are you today, Suzanne? How are you doing? Because <laughs> I say, okay, so what are you doing today? What's going on? I go way past the opening line and just jump right into the middle of the story. But with you, it was perfect. It was really perfect. Thank you. Yeah. And, and Tommy, <laughs> actually... Um, she was introduced to me, one of four phone numbers. That's how she learned about me from uh, one of our new directors, Tommy. You haven't met him either, but he is a connector of humans on the planet, and he uh, has gone through many of the courses. Uh, he followed Wayne Dyer, and I did too, and he knows about the man mm. that trained Tony Robbins, and I did too. But he's trained a lot of people, Tommy. He's, world, he's, he's really world-renowned, but... He says he's going to be my friend, and uh, he uh, is on LinkedIn, but he says we will learn together. So I have a feeling, mm-hmm. Tommy, I may be able to start having people to be real friends first. And his mm-hmm. name is Robert Butwin, and we have mm-hmm. uh, we have yet to see what we'll all create together, Tommy, but I may be able to, in this new world, create more people to be on teams with us, Tommy, so I'm excited about Suzanne, if we can hold on to her. Mm-hmm. Tommy and I don't have really good luck at keeping people in our inner circle, and we should probably look at that in this universe. Mm-hmm. So um, we're uh, going to talk today to each other uh, and get to know each other. So, uh, Tommy, if you would like to just uh, let's be universal and uh, accept each other at a, a teacher level, Regardless of what we call ourselves, we're going to learn to communicate, and that's what this show is all about And uh, in our spiritual community. So let's, let's do what we can to create a spiritual community. Some people call it spiritual science community, and uh, help to work with each other. So I don't know where this is going to go, folks. It's called synergy and serendipity behavior. But hopefully we're going to look at our inner selves and our outer backdrop or universe or humans. So I guess uh, – She's going to help me learn to communicate with a female and a male at the same time. And, Tommy, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> All right, I'm going to mute. But, uh, Tommy, could you just let Suzanne get used to speaking on the radio, too, with you? So maybe you could start like you did with me and Janet back in the beginning, and maybe this one will last longer. But I'm going to mute Tommy. So welcome her to the show and let Thank you two you. get to know each other, whatever that is, folks. Let's just listen in. So y'all talk and we'll listen, okay? Okay, creating communication with a male and female in the English language that's never met. I will mute. <laughs> Greetings. Hi. Greetings. So... I, I've been with TJ for a while, and what what happens in life, we all have to learn certain things. Whether we ever find out what they are, TJ has certain things to learn, I have certain things to learn. Uh, and what we both have are pretty separate uh, when we do a radio show. So I, I always say a, a third party is always beneficial because it's where you get a wider view uh, of what's going on. But uh, you said you were psychic. Uh, did you spend most of your life as a psychic? 
I have. So let me do a short reading for you. I've gotten enough of a vibration from you that I can actually feel it. You um, are somebody who has a real understanding of people's emotions. You're able to take people past what they understand about themselves, place them into a safe zone so that they can come to understand the deepest level of what their emotional process is about, help them lift blocks. You do energy lifting of blocks out of people's chakras and assist them to be free of those blocks so that they can experience their full potential. You truly are a great mentor, teacher, great deal of patience. You have a good attitude. I think sometimes you're a little bit hard with yourself and expecting that you should be able to be more precise, more exact, and create, um, duplicate your results. But in the world of metaphysicians, your results are always a miracle, so they're always unique and one of a kind to each individual. I like your patience. You have more patience than I have. You have more um, ability to listen to people's stories I have somebody talk about their story. I can already see it in the psychic imagery, so I don't really want to go through the details, unless I'm interested. Um, um, But you do have a great sense of humor. I think that right now you are in the middle of a couple of transitions. Everybody's in the middle of the, the pandemic, which is the brand new world being reborn, and it's a better world about to be born, and it's a fabulous time. I'm energized about it. I was always surprised every day I got up and we're supposed to be in quarantine. I got up and I go, God, I just, I feel so good. I felt like I spent my whole life preparing for this moment when the old system would collapse and the new system would be reborn. Um, So I was always kind of surprised that I thought, God, why do I feel so good about this? It's weird. So, um, but you do have a marvelous attitude and you have been balancing two things, too many things at the moment. You like certainty. So, do, so by the way, Tommy, do I have the right to go deeper here in this conversation about you? Sure. Do you want me to say anything at all, or you just want to keep going? Let me just keep going. I've got the energy flow going. Let's just do it. Okay. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, so you had this really complex childhood. In public, your childhood looked like um, it was perfect, like it was ideal, like you had doting parents who wanted you to be clean and well-dressed and presented that way. But in private, your parents were like these monsters. And so it caused this real conflict inside of you emotionally because you're like, wait a second, wait a second. Am I really the bad child who cannot see these good parents? And so it's given you like an advantage in working with people that have a similar situation. If you knew how common that was, people that are ministers in public and then in private, they're just, they're just crazy people to their kids or um, any one of a number of people that are in positions of authority and they have power that they don't know how to handle. And then they just come home and they don't really realize how misunderstood they are. And they're just crazy people. I mean, they really have mental health issues. So, um, but that's, that's like part of what you have tried to put together, but you work with your psychic energy in a way that I personally would never do because you allow your energy to go so far out in order to help somebody capture pieces of their fragmented Mm -hmm. soul and to bring them back into reality for them. I personally, I just personally wouldn't do that kind of work. I mean, I think you're fabulous for doing it. But, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, no, 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 no. So um, I just wish I could get you to be less hard on yourself. That's the only wish I have for you. Well, I appreciate that. Now, let me just say a few things that you, you touched on. Uh, 
I am I consider myself different than most people on this planet. Uh for mm-hmm. lots of reasons. Not because I, I want to be out of ego. And I, I try to say, look, no matter what I say, it's not coming from my ego. It's coming from direct experience. I became aware of all my past lives by the time I was about twenty seven. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh and I go back as far as Atlantis and one lifetime before that. Uh I did spend a lot of time in the Esther plane learning how to travel beyond it. I did work with I was doing hypnosis when I was 14, and I was doing ghost busting when I was 16. Uh, by the time I was 21, I created the idea of doing past life regression. And then I went into psychic implant removals. So, But I am hard on myself because of all the things I had to go through, which I'm doing. I did, my first book is How to See God. But my second book is the truth, uh, When Truth is Called Crazy. It's my biography, and I go into all the bad parts of my life. I mean, people will say, well, oh, you're this, or you're that. And I said, no, I'm not here for money. Um, and I'd be rich if I wanted to be. And I know I could be that. All I'd have to do is lie. But I can't. So uh, that takes it away from me real fast. But I'm, I am hard on people that I'm working with directly. They, they, I mean, I call this an excuse. Everybody has their own truth. I mean, people want to believe they have their own truth. But I say, and I'm working on a workshop I'm going to be doing, Everybody wants to do what they think is their main mission in life, which is usually programmed in a lot of ways by their parents and then their family and then their friends. And it slowly becomes something other than what soul wants to be. So I always try to get people to realize soul has its own mission. And it's really the same for all souls. But when we take on this body, it becomes different because now we have family, friends, and different things to play with and use. So, yeah, my life's been good and bad. I'm working on a new book. It's just about done now. It's really hardcore. I use the word hardcore a lot because most people don't want to hear the hardest things or the real hardcore things about death and, and suicide and all those other words. But I have experienced it. I, had, I died five times. I had 45 years traveling out of my body. I mean, I met with an alien. I met with a, a Bigfoot. I was a foot away from a Bigfoot. So all those things don't – they're not – imaginary to me. I work doing exorcism, so all of it is, like you said, I do leave my body pretty far and let the energy go pretty far out. But I mean, I had five psychics in one year tell me incredible things, and they all agreed about who I am and stuff. So I mean, I don't I don't use that because it boosts my ego. It just made me think more about who I am. And if people really get into that point, they'd understand themselves a little bit better. Because most people... I mean, we all need friends, right? We all want friends. But a lot of times we pick the wrong ones. It's complex. It's often complex because if we were told in advance that in order to understand what our life's purpose is about, that we would have to go through the same sort of betrayal repeatedly in order to understand that, we wouldn't necessarily agree to that. But if that is what unfolds, you know, but I want to, can I just sort of take and go back to a point with you, Tommy, about like the similarities between you and I, just focus on the similarities for a second. Sure. Yeah. So I was taught how to do past life regressions and prenatal regressions and was able to actively start doing them at 16. So that's where I started. And um, that was, I never realized what a weird point that was to come in as a psychic. Um, And I think that sometimes people place too much importance upon their family. I mean, 
your family serves its purpose, and then, I mean, you do sort of have to go on your own journey. And in that sense, I always refer people to James Redfield's material because I think he covers it so beautifully and he explains it. I mean, he doesn't sugarcoat it, but he really does explain Mm -hmm. that process. So that's an interesting similarity, and I have used my past life memories in order to help me in my work, help me in my business, help me in my connections. And so that's been like a tool. And then doing prenatal memories is kind of like a, a, a thing to understand what my mother gave me while she was pregnant. And that's, a, that's always a really helpful tool. So, but I find that people aren't too interested in developing the skills of meditation and, um, you know, learning how to hold the silence and to just quietly pause through the process in order to discipline themselves enough in order to take and go through those memories. That's my own observation. It's not judgmental. Right. Now, see, I'm, my partner is a Buddhist, right? And uh, she kind of, we kind of think the opposite in a lot of things. Uh, for me, <laughs> there's only one thing that's important, all through reincarnations, all through life, and that's a real God. Uh, and some people don't even want to accept that, and that's their tr- that's their truth to them. Uh, they might mm-hmm. not want to see it or understand it. Uh, but then you have religions that kind of make it f- mold it into something that it's not. So I was mm-hmm. I went through twenty twenty religions. Uh, then I went to uh, the White Brotherhood and, and got my initiations in that. I I did a mm-hmm. lot of things to to see who's dealing with the real truth. But for me, the real truth is what I have actually experienced. So it's real to me. Whether anybody else ever wants to see it, believe it, or feel it, it doesn't matter. Because when I die, I'm leaving by myself. And I go what, right. I, what I know is where I'm going. So to me, that's an important part of life is understanding death. And now everybody wants to live longer. They want to take a pill and they can live 50 years. I said, you know, God created reasons for a lot of things, and especially disease that kill people that were natural, not the ones we make. Uh, sometimes you, you're in a good spot. You're doing everything right. Your karma's all paid off. You don't need to be here anymore. And how you just can't say, well, I'm going to blow my brains out and leave. So you get sick and die, and you're, you're where you want to be now. See, when you, when you have death experiences, it changes the reality where you think you're going to go or where you might go or where you hope to go. And I say, sorry, I wouldn't want to be sitting at a table with my family. That would be the last place I would go if I died tomorrow. Uh, that's where people believe they want to go. And I said, how long would you want to sit there? Infinity? And what are you just going to talk about? I said, that's like the worst nightmare that I could ever imagine. Mm. Um, I have problems with my whole family. So, yeah, again, I mean, uh, which father you want to be with, which mother you want to be with, which uh, and all that. Uh, so, yeah, it's a game, but religion brings on it. But I watch so many shows. My partner, likes, she's in bed, so she can't move around a lot. So she watches TV a lot, but she always puts those 600-pound 60, 60, people and all those different kind of shows. But when I watch them, it's like these people are so tied to their mother and father. Well, I can't get married because my mother said no. I said, are you marrying your mother? This is going to be your life. This is your future. Because your mother said you can't marry him. You're not going to marry him and, and things like that. But like when you take the – she was watching the gypsy family, and, and you have to ask the mother and all these things. You have to do this. And I said – no, I, if I find somebody I love and I went through it in my life that don't like your, your partner, leave them? No. When I was little, I had to. My mother separated me from my girlfriend. 
But when I turned, when I got old enough, I sat on my girlfriend who I wanted to marry, and I know my mother hated her, and her mother hated me, but we still got married. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when people rely on other things outside of themselves, it pulls them out of their own true mission. If you let everybody dictate what you're going to do, who's going to do what for you, you, you might not ever, you might not reach where you really should be going or you, where you truly want to go. Uh, and we rely too much on, we, so, and this is my definition, soul comes in here to learn what it is, and when it does, it can leave. It's simple. It's not complicated. Soulmates and everything like TJ just mentioned are things that you, you want to hold on to while you're here in this body. But when you look over this physical body, all those feelings and emotions and sexual things start leaving. And suddenly, it's not the, you're not the same person that you assume that you are if you go to the astral plane, which to me is like the lowest level next to Earth. But uh, I have been lucky. I don't know how you deal with the silver cord, if you do or not. But I, I freed myself. What is that? I do. How do you? Do. You do? Yeah. All right. Now, I stayed with a medicine woman for 26 years. And we used to get into a big battle on that. Mm. She said, you can't cut it because otherwise you'll, you'll die. And I, and I said, can, look. You can cut it? You can? I, Absolutely. It's, I cut just a, it's, a cho- it's a choice thing. I, it's not, I, I mean, it's like, it's not, it works for you. That's, I'm really happy for you. But, no, I don't have any attachment to it. I don't think it's like one way or the other. I, it works for you. But you're lucky. But here's what I learned. What I learned about it, it's there for a reason. Soul, when it leaves the body, it's like saying if I drop you off in China, in the middle of China or the middle of Africa, just by yourself, what do you do? Where do you go? See, that silver cord, I can throw you out into space and leave you out floating in space. How do you get that? You have no clue. If it wasn't for that, it pulls you back into the body. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm the only one. He claims to be the top mystic on the planet, Eugene mm-hmm. Braxton. And I challenged right. him. And I said, look, let's talk. Because he said he's still attached to the silver cord. And I said, do you know what that means? And I said, well, well let's debate that. Uh, the silver cord keeps you from going into the higher worlds. Not only does the silver cord do, I call them little gods, people call them deities. To me, they're the same. On every realm from here to, to the soul plane, there's these little gods that control what comes through it. I mean, because somebody says, I cut my silver cord, I want to go to the highest plane. Your vibration would blow you apart if, 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 you had, if you had the ability to do that. The same as when if God came into the, stood on his planet, I mean, this world would be blown apart because nobody's ready for that kind of vibration, or even really would truly want it. Because they don't understand God yet. Most people, in my viewpoint, by what they say about it, it's not the programmed idea that Moses, they said Jesus taught. Jesus didn't teach that either. But what they assume that God has taught us. Uh, Jesus never said he was God. And when people say he's God, he never did. He never said he was, and he doesn't appear to be. And where he is now, he's not God. So when people say, well, he's God, it's hard for me because it's 2.4 billion Christians on this planet that believe he is. I'll talk to them. I'll say, do you know the Bible? Do you understand what it says in any part of the Bible? Most people don't read Revelations. I said, if you read the New Testament, you really need to read Revelations and read it slowly. Because in Revelations, which was written by John, who was Jesus' disciple, wrote it. And basically he gives, he talks about the end times, but he also talks about sins that can't be forgiven. I mean, the, the word sin sounds horrible. People are, I don't sin. Well, things you can't do, 
And if you think you can do them and get away and go into to the higher world, you can't. And, and John wrote that in Revelations, but it's not written in, in, in any of the uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because they weren't teaching that. So, but I said, if you want to understand what Jesus was really teaching, you've got to read a little further. I mean, the Ten Commandments, which I agree on 100%, aren't full, they're not fully written out. There are only parts of each one of those, those phrases. But when, they, when people talk about Revelations, uh, you need to read it. You need to read what was going on and what's going to happen because it's so right on. Uh, I mean, I was 12 when I met Kreskin, and then I started doing hypnosis. I, I, I don't know if you're older than me, younger than me, or the same age. What? I'm 67. But when I was 12, I met Kreskin. He hypnotized me. And then I met him again, and I wanted to learn hypnosis. I started to. I started doing hypnosis when I was 14. I had all my friends hypnotized in the whole neighborhood. I could say one word and put them out. And I, it, to me, it was fun. But then I, wa- I was thinking about going into stage hypnosis like Kreskin did and working with groups of people because all the colleges were open to that. And I said, wow. But what I found is I don't want to make people look like a fool. So I, I didn't go that direction. That's when I decided to go into past life regression and stuff like that. But, yeah, we took steps. But I just want to say this real fast. I did have my best friend at that time was the top psychic medium called uh, – she was, she was a medium at that time. That's what they call them. Uh, rated by the New York Psychic Center. And I used to work with her four days a week for like six years. Uh, we do things. Not like we went public with anything. But, yeah, that was my life. And, and we split apart when I moved. She moved. And her sister died. Her mother died. And we never talked again. But for me, uh, psychic abilities, I challenge a lot of them because uh, some people say they can do anything they want. I said, well, do it then. Make the world better. Do anything that makes anything better. I mean, that's all you have to do if you can change the world. But here, I was a magician half of my life. And I said, if you can raise a penny and make it float up into the air, you can make a mountain do the same thing. So do either one. So, and I know they can't do either. So that's where I am because I was a magician and I, I learned every aspect of magic. And now a lot of people think these magicians are spiritual beings or, and everything else. I mean, even – are you involved with the UFO world much? No. No, 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 no. No, no. Oh, I, all right. I actually, because I, I'm, just, I'm just involved with going to work and going to work and then doing what I do – and, you know, I, I don't actually think I have the answers or know the answers, you know, and so I just, I just do what I do. And uh, well, what is your work? Is, is being a psychic your work or do you have another job? No, no, no. I've uh, only worked as a psychic um, since 1982. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So that's, that's it. You know, that's, that's yeah. all, that's all I do. I have one friend. He's uh, an exorcist. I think he's the top in the United States. He does about 300 a year. Uh, and that's all he does for a living as well. I mean, it's great to have an ability and help people, but really help them. But you know what? I was just talking to somebody, and they said, nobody pays a psychic to hear bad things. I was talking to TJ about that. Uh, no psychic, nobody wants to go to a psychic and pay him $50 or $500 to hear Oh, your, your mother's going to die in two weeks. <laughs> and they don't want to hear bad things. I mean, how many psychics really go into that level? Uh, I only met one that I dealt with all my life that was able to do that. Uh, 
But then again, I know people want to hear good things. That's people want to believe something good's happened. People want to believe in, I always say, the truth fairy, uh, fairy dust and all that kind of stuff. I said, we're in the real world. And I, I call planet Earth hell. I don't call it heaven. I mean, heaven on Earth. I say, no, we're not in heaven. And if you believe this is God-like in any way, uh, take people off of it, and it is. But do you know, and you, well, I was talking about the Earth forming and changing. Right now, the Earth is in the most balanced state it has ever been in. The animals are coming out. There's the, the fog and smog in other countries are disappearing. People could see the sky at night. All these things are, are incredible happening right now because people aren't out there destroying it. So, I mean, if we could learn to come back out of this without recreating the problems that we have, we can make the world better instantly. And it's only, what, two months? December, January, February, March, April. Well, we're going into four months already. But <laughs> in that time frame, the earth's changing and the animals are happy for sure. I mean, uh, the, the weather, the climate, all these things are changing. Uh, so, you know, people don't look at that. I mean, we support somebody that thinks global warming is a lie. People that don't know what's happening, what, what they're doing to the planet, what the government's doing to the planet, what countries are doing to the planet. I'm on top of all that. I'm, I'm a rebel. Uh, I, I mean, I started fighting about the harp system when I first found out about it. When I found, found out about CERN, I started going after that as well. All the things that really destroy the earth. And here in Hawaii, we have a geothermal plant, very much like frack, fracking. Uh, and it's bad. It, it killed four people a couple of years ago, and it put 120 people in the hospital. They let the, let the gas out. But uh, I know in, in uh, Puerto Rico, they're fracking now. But they're going to frack, do fracking down to the core, which means anything could happen. I mean, in Hawaii, we're going to start doing another geothermal plant, and they want to go, like, say, 600 feet above the fault line, uh, which means you're drive, driving into the earth really bad, really far. These things that people, well, I don't care, and like chemtrails, oh, I don't believe in that. You don't have to believe anything. The truth is they're there. Whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter. If you care about it, you do something about it. And I feel if you know the truth, I mean, Jesus always said, like, if there's something, you live by the laws you have. They're wrong, you change them. You don't follow laws because the government, like when the president tells you to go to another country and kill people, uh, do you do it? Most people will. But I remember when it happened, the people that ran up to Canada, they were living by what their soul told them, not by what the president told them. And to first to move forward, we have to realize we do have a soul, and it does care about a lot of things. But trying to stay in touch with that is like the hardest part for most people. That's good. That's good. So it, it's I, like I'm working on this workshop. I've been working on it for a while, how I want to go about doing it, uh, and if I want to have people with me doing it. Uh, I listen to these people that are doing them right now, I, you're not in the UFO world, but this guy, Corey Good, Goody, G-O-D-Y-E or whatever, however it is, G-O-D-E, but he's talking about doing a, a, a workshop on Ascension. And I know TJ said she came out with Ascension in the 80s and trying to teach about it. But even that word is different for her and me. Uh, 
So, you know, words that man created are adjustable to whatever they want it to be. All right. I mean, even our definition of God. I mean, it was called all different names through time, but were they ever talking about a real God? 99% of the time they were not. So uh, when we can mold it into something, even Moses, I don't know. I don't want to go into Bible stuff right now, but uh, yeah, I studied 14 religions and realizing none of them talked about a real God. And I said, why is that? Why wouldn't they talk about the most highest thing? And if they do, it's, they give you two words, compassionate, loving, being. Three words, whatever. And I said, but it's much more than that, and it's not that at all. So uh, it, it boggles my mind because, like, between that alone and then the concept they have to listen to their mother, they're so far away from who they really are as a soul. Uh, and I guess if you don't have a death experience or an out-of-body experience, you don't truly know what that is because I could go on and on and try to explain it. But explaining love is another thing you can't do. So the concept of teaching love, you don't teach love. You can't teach love. You can only show it. And if people can perceive what you do as love, they can slowly get an idea of what it is. As they say, well, would you say you love somebody? That means you love them. Really? How many people say they love a tree? Uh, which is you can love a tree, but how many people say they love their wife or their husband and they go out and cheat on them right the next day? So the words we use, and TJ's into words a lot. Uh, I'm not. I, I had... I had dyslexia when I was little. I mean, I still have it. Uh, and I had a couple other problems. So writing, spelling, things are backwards to me. So when I do talk, I kind of go around in a circle, but I feel all things come around or, or go around the same circle because it's all within your reality. So uh, for me, life is hard, always hard. Uh, and and I, like, I always tell people, take all the beautiful times you had in your whole life and put them together day by day. How many years of happiness did you have, total happiness? I said, how many years does it come to? Because you spend at least 50 years in the opposite, going to the bathroom, sleeping, doing all the things that you have to do with no, no, no desire and love of doing it. So our reality, once you leave the body, you don't have any of those things to hold on to, which makes it 10 times more incredible. I, I, I use the word self-realization and then God-realization. God-realization doesn't mean you become God either, but uh, they're the words I usually use when I go into that aspect of it. But understanding what you are as soul means not understanding what you are as a human being. Because a human being idea of what that is is a programmed idea. And, we, and I, I, I guess you don't go into aliens, but why they did come down after Atlantis was destroyed and work with people and really make them killers, murders, use sacrifice, and all the other horrible things we started using after that. Uh, yeah, we could so, be, we could, if we, sorry, go ahead. I don't, I don't know if you were getting a message or what. No, 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 I'm just listening to you. I'm listening, really carefully listening to you. So, um, so can I ask you a couple questions? Go right ahead. <laughs> Great. So do you work, do you work at a job other than working as a psychic? I don't work as a psychic, first off. Oh, okay. So you, um, okay. So I guess I'm asking you: Do you have a, do you have another profession that you have that you work at? Not no more. I'm retired. Retired. Okay. Great. I'm 67. Um, what did, okay. What did you do before? All right. Uh, 
when I was little, I was a boy, <laughs> and I, uh, I, you don't, I, you I don't always, answer, you don't, you don't answer that question. Okay, okay. What, what I was going to say, no, no, I answer it. I was into science projects when I was in school. The only thing I cared about was doing a science fair project. I like work half a year working on my science fair project. I won every year in school. Most of the time I won first place. One time I won, one time I won third place. But I always cared about that. But I did it myself. I had no father that, that helped me. My mother wasn't involved with it. So whatever I created, I created it by myself always. I made a water purifying system, all different ideas when I was little, how to get water out of the ground and stuff like that for a science fair project. So I was always into that part of it. When I was little, I real little, I was picking up dead birds and putting them down and praying over them and stuff like that, not knowing why, uh, and things like that. So I had my own life, and I was guided by myself. I didn't have anybody. My mother wasn't there. My grandmother was the only person I ever cared about who, who took me in on the weekends when I stayed with her. And I couldn't remember things. I couldn't write and spell. And she would go over and over things, so I at least get a passing grade. Uh, but when I got out of school... I became an electrician and a plumber. Uh, and I did that for a while, but I was trying to get in the phone company, which I finally did. So I worked for the phone company 20 years, the last 20 years of working for me. But during that, uh, from the time I was 25, I started doing native dancing all over the United States. Uh, I found out uh, I was, uh, I mean, I was part native. And I started dancing with somebody uh, to chief that, that we were dancing all around the United States. So I did that for 25 years. At the same time, I got involved with doing magic, stage magic, uh, which I did for about 25 years. And for 25 years, 35 years later, I mean, on past that even, I was doing fire dancing. Uh, So when I started with the medicine woman, I was, what I spent 25 years learning was uh, moon ceremony. Uh, And I I went to a lot of sweat lodges and and things like that, went to Sundance, I led a couple of sweat lodges in, in South Dakota. So my, my chain of, but I learned a lot, even through the Native nations. I mean, people are desperate, so they say the Native people were spiritual. And I look at the life of, of the people themselves that say they're spiritual. And I look at the reality of what they create. I mean, now the Native people are saying they work with the star beings. Well, the star beings didn't help them do much. That's for one. Uh, they're saying they're working with Bigfoot. Bigfoot wasn't another person that did much for them either. They're not doing anything for us either. So uh, I, I take everything apart, tear it down, and go back to the beginning of like the first time love was ever mentioned in any point of history uh, and try to prove it. See, that's, that's what I learned. And when I learned about women were always the dark side. In the Native Nation, the women is accepted. Uh, so, but I, like my thing, my passion was for dancing. Uh, and that gave me relief because I, I could go into meditation while I'm dancing and things like that. But when I was doing moon ceremony, that's it. Do you, you know what moon ceremony is or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I spent, um, yeah, I made it to fourth level. Men can't go to fifth level. Uh, and the medicine woman I studied with was uh, Sisters of the Rising Flame, and there was six of them on the planet. So uh, it was interesting. I, I loved it. But uh, I learned what I had to learn from her. I learned how to meet all the spirits, the elementals, and all those kind of things, which was incredibly uh, a great gift. Wow. Wow. Great conversation. 
Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, so let me let me talk for a second. I'm so sorry to interrupt sure, you. Sure, no, no problem. So oh, sorry. No, I, so sorry. I'm interrupting you. I know I'm totally interrupting you. You're talking, no, no, and I'm, I'm interrupting. I'm so sorry. Um, so no, don't first be sorry. of all. No, 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 no. I'm interrupting you. I got you rolling and I got you talking and you you covered so many different ideas. Um, so can I talk about you like in a personal way or any you way you want? Not? Any okay. way you want it. <laughs> any way you want it, you got it. Um, so you um, use your throat chakra in a way that um, I see it from time to time. I think maybe it's like maybe the fourth time I've seen somebody actually do their throat chakra the way you do. And I think part of your gift and your ability with hypnosis is in how you use your throat chakra and you use sort of a hypnotic. Um, People are hypnotized by your voice and then they become relaxed. And then um, that's the process of hypnosis. So I like hypnosis and I like self-hypnosis. And I think there's a lot of really extraordinary applications for hypnosis. Like I use it for when I have dental work and I put myself into an altered state and then you can have your dental work done without any Novocaine or a small amount if you just can't sustain it. So, um, and I used it for childbirth. And it's a really great tool for pain management. Um, and it's just a very effective tool. So I like self-hypnosis. I like learning it. And I like process. And I've seen a lot of great people, you know, do some interesting work. I was taught by a man who's a metaphysician. A lot of the people that I've studied with or worked with are probably not well-known or world-renowned. Um, Milton Schwartz was a great teacher. He was in Santa Monica, and um, I was in Santa Monica during the time of the spiritual renaissance, and it was a very interesting chapter. So um, Milton Schwartz was somebody who really had wanted to become, you know, a master hypnotist, and he was brought in on situations where people had had a trauma, and the family asked him to take and go in and hypnotize the person and remove the memory. And I personally never saw him do any of these things, but these are the sort of things he was interested in. And later he sort of moved out of that. So so that's my first comment about you personally is, you know, how you use hypnosis. And then um, interesting that you worked for the phone company because that's all about communication. So well, communication really cool. is a big part of my reality. Yeah. <laughs> so that matches up really good. But can I just say it was really nice to meet you. It was very nice. And you have shared, I have taken up way too much of your time. You've shared most graciously. Perhaps you will join Teresa and I um, on one of our shows and you'll share your um your gift, your talent, your information with us. And it has just been really kind of you to have me. And please, you know, please feel free to contact me directly and speak with me oh, privately. Oh, you sound so pleasurable. I mean, uh, <laughs> not, not too many times you've got somebody that's really, you know, I think, like you said, I, I don't, I don't invade, I mean, when I was learning how to see people's auras, I looked at everybody. Two years, 
I decided I don't want to see nobody's aura. Because I only saw, no, truthfully, in those two years, I only saw two people that had incredible auras. One of them was an old lady speaking, speaking for a religion, I think, mm-hmm. and she, when, when she walked in the room, and this is no lie, there was two and a half thousand people in the room. When she came mm-hmm. in the door, I saw this yellow light just flow over the whole arena. Mm-hmm. And when she walked next to me, she turns around, looks me in the eyes, and she goes, I love you. And then she walked up to the stage. Wow. I mean, it blew me away because she knew I could see her and she could see me. Right. It was incredible. But when you see people and they're always so dark and these things coming through, and uh, it's like mm. I couldn't do it. But the uh, one other thing, I was empathic for two and a half years. Right. And that was, that was the worst time of my life. <laughs> I, I, no, I actually. I don't. I'm laughing because people think they go, oh, they go, you know, oh, it'd be so great to be so intuitive and stuff. And there's a price to pay for everything in this world. So it, I it is ended true. Up, I ended up begging God. I said, look, I, I appreciate it. It was great. Want it. I don't want to be in that space anymore. Uh, and, I, mm-hmm. and this is what I did. I don't know how people say, well, I was empathic. But you know what I did every single day? I would confront somebody on what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. Once a day, I, I said, I'm making this up. I'm making it up. I mean, I heard some really bad things. People's minds go pretty bad when they know nobody can hear them, or at least that's what they think. I mean, I'd be on the street, and this guy would be saying something. And I'd, stop. I'd say, excuse me? And he'd look at me. I said, you would really do that? And he goes, do what? What you just said. Well, I didn't say that any, to nobody. I was, <laughs> and, like, I always made sure that I was reading what I heard was right. Because I didn't want to make these mm-hmm. things up in my mind and say everybody's just so evil. Uh, especially when they come up with things like that and they could say it and think it. But, yeah, it, it, it left me after that. But uh, it taught me a lot. I mean, I don't look at people's auras unless there's a reason to. I mean, somebody says, can you see my aura and something like that? Well, I don't do it a lot. I, I try pulling back because, you know, I don't want to tell somebody that their aura's got a lot of holes in it. They, I say, oh, you smoke or you drink or, or anything. They don't want to know that, that that's bad. I mean, they were putting it in their life, and they should know it's bad, but saying it's affecting their aura, uh, they don't want to hear that either. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I went through so many things that it's it, it's hard for me to deal with some people in, in a lot of ways. Because I said, look, do you care about life? Do you care about death? Do you care about anything other than making money, having sex? I mean, there's only a few things men want, and I'm saying 80 to 90% of men, they only care about a few things. So I said, go outside of that. Go outside of sports. Go out. I said, if we just gave up sports and put that money towards children, this world would increase rapidly and change. Little things. I said, if you have a child, take care of them. Don't run away from them. I mean, all the little things that are important. So my new book, can I, you want me to tell you what this title is? I don't, what it's about. I didn't come up with an exact title yet. Uh, it's basically um, about rape. I'm, I told you. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you did. Uh, from abuse, uh, from abuse. I mean, I I went through it too. So I mean, I, I'm not making it up. I know what it feels like. I know what it does. But uh, two of my wives were raped. Uh, on top of that, the medicine woman I dealt with, if she had a hundred people in a room at any given time, the first thing she would say, "I want everybody to be real to themselves and to me." Raise your hand mm-hmm. if you ever sexually abused. Every single mm-hmm. person raised their hand, men and women. Right. Every right. every seminar, every workshop. So, yeah, yeah. I, I was told to do a book a long time ago, but I really didn't want to focus on it. 
But I'm at a point now when I see all these mass rapists getting out and all those kind of things. I said, something's got to shift that energy. So, so, that's, so can I just so can I just sort of comment because you have like um, you have a black spot in your root chakra, and I think that um, I think that that's you know is the result of you being abused as a, a child, and so you know I find that people come together in groups and they share their information and. You know, there's like a conscious exchange, but you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you one more time. Thank you so much for bringing me on and sharing your show with me. You've been more than generous with me, and I'm gonna let you go on with your show. And you're included. You're invited, and I want you to know that you are welcome to join me on my show anytime you like. And the invitation rests open to you. It's been a great conversation. Great way to meet you, and thank you. And I'm going to let you go back to your show and do what you normally do. You've been kind. Well, I appreciate it, uh, and I'm glad you're te- becoming part of TJ because uh, we need we need a different energy. We have somebody else on here. Just when she said oh, that a nine five one number came on, let me see who this is in California. California, did you call in to join us and talk to us? Nine five one two zero seven. You're live. Go ahead. Hello. Hi. Greetings. Greetings. Yes. Can you hear us? Do, 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 do. Yes, I yes I can. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's your name? Yes, Tell you. us who you are and why you called in. We'd love to have you with us. Yeah. So thank you very much. What's your name? Hey, it's Nathaniel. Well, Nathaniel, I think you have all the wisdom in the world that you need to face this crossroads decision that's in front of you. I think the only thing that's preventing you from really trusting the process is the fact that you doubt your own ability to handle it. I'm going to go, guys. I really enjoyed it. Thank oh, you for having me. Well, it was I'm a pleasure. Going. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay, yeah, bye-bye. Suzanne, call me about what I can put on your page and all of that, but uh, before okay. Thursday, if you can, call me tomorrow afternoon. I'll call, I'll call you tomorrow afternoon. You got it. Thank you. Thank you. Much. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Nathaniel, you're on. Uh, Suzanne is, uh, will have her Thursday. Uh, she does Thursdays now for Ascension Psychic Oracle Show right here on blog talk but nathaniel tell us about you and why you've called in and what you're interested in in this reality and how you can share with us with your communication skills go ahead i'll mute you and tommy can talk go ahead hey well i I really kind of called in for a reading i i do uh you know metaphysical stuff i you know uh, study uh lots of astrology and uh all kinds of stuff, so I call into a few shows I've never seen, or I think I called into your show before, so it's, uh, you know, just getting to know people here, so I do play guitar and music and stuff, so I'm attracted to that. Interesting. Uh, TJ does readings. I I pulled away from that, uh, yeah. and a person that just loves those readings, I mean, you can call back on Thursday, I guess, probably as well. Yeah. That's what she does for a living. Uh, we each have different different abilities. TJ, you there? Uh, if you're 
I, I don't know. Sometimes she has to do something when she puts me puts herself on mute. But, yeah, I'm uh, here. I, I, I was on mute. Uh, yeah, Nathaniel, we can do more, but I'd like to hear more about you in case you would like to be a part of our group. We're all a spiritual science yeah. community, but we're also a on Sundays a community church and a spiritual science community. Uh, we're always looking to grow our spiritual community. So I'm glad you tuned in. So you're a regular blog yeah. talk person uh, because yeah. you said you're into That's metaphysics. Good. So we'd like to include you in our yeah. circle, and we'll be yeah. certification, certifying yeah. people every three years yeah. or whatever you're going to specialize in. But we need to learn yeah. more about you and what you're here for on the planet, and Tommy can go through that with you if you're willing to share uh, what you're interested in well, as believe, a metaphysician. You know, I know uh, – I know Cecil like every day of the year has a has a day for it. Did you know that? I'm so, sorry, like, I didn't Henry, hear you. Has a what? Every every day of the year has a certain thing. So like Jimi Hendrix, he was born the day of electrifying excitement. Did you know that? Oh, okay. So you go by so, astrology. Yeah, like I was saying, and I do Chinese astrology as well. And uh, that's how that all that started. I guess Buddha had crossed the river and stuff, so he had a hard time. They all had a hard time, and then he passed it really quick, and then they threw a party uh, for the emperor's party, and that's how the uh, the cat and the rat axed the ox to uh, right on its back. You probably don't know how the Chinese got uh, their, their positions, but uh, the rat, push the cat off and the cat drowns so there's really no year of the cat it's the rabbit I'm the and rabbit the, I do know that Tommy yeah, what are you yeah, I'm rabbit I'm the dragon he's a oh. dragon and I'm a rabbit but yeah you can that could be your specialty whatever it is you feel like you know the most you don't yeah. have I mean you don't so have I to have be an variety expert of, a variety of things I do so uh, I was saying before so I know the days too so I know the days the weeks the months and the years so and then I do nameology too so that's pretty complicated so I'll just mention that so Oh, but, no, Nathaniel, uh, I was thinking about that. I was going to tell yeah, Tommy yeah. we should do well, our names because I, I, can't, I got mine so is, much stuff to say. I got so much stuff to say, and you asked me to say stuff, but, you know, I please. want to try to finish, you know. So every okay. day of the year has a certain thing. Like before, I said Jimi Hendrix was born the day of electrifying excitement. And like, uh, like so like Liberace, he was born the day of outrageous flair. So, Do you know when uh, Kennedy like, was born? Kennedy, yeah. You mean uh President, you mean JFK? President Kennedy. Yeah. JFK? Oh, he was born uh the uh the 29th of May. So that's a Gemini 1. And so that's going to be uh the day of Quicksilver. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's the day of their quick so uh, he was also uh, the uh, yin and yang sign of the dragon. So the dragon and the snake, they're all yin and yang signs. So, uh, you know, uh, so he was the year of the fire snake. They all have different elements. So the fire snake was uh, 1917, and it repeats every 60 years. It goes through the grand cycle. So 1977 was the year of the uh, of the fire stake again, so it repeats every sixty years. 
I think I'm Fire and Dragon. That's right. I think so. I'm December so you're 10th. Seven, you're, you're 76. I'm 67. You're, oh, so you're the Water Dragon then. Okay, you're the Water Dragon. In 52, okay. So you'll have a birthday September 10th. Then. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so... Uh, Everybody's got a day and everything, and then they have an accent and stuff. So I kind of figure out that. I know a lot of celebrities. And do you do your own positions. show? Do you do I have yet? my own show. I blog talked several years ago, so I, I haven't had a show lately yet. But I pulled around. Do you interested in doing that kind of work yeah. again, or no? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, you know thinking about being kind of a metaphysical speaker. So uh, because you know people come on this show usually to, to find out about themselves. They love to, to yeah. be about themselves. So All that right. would be really a, a hey, benefit. Well, uh, All right. Well, uh, Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel, you didn't tell us what is your sign. I I'm born December twenty sixth, nineteen fifty one. And I'd like to know what well, yours is and invite you back. Well, I'm born May 1st. I'm born the day of ironic insight. <laughs> good, for, good for you. Okay. Well, uh, is there any readers over there for me? or uh, I guess not. Well, uh, okay. today we'll do Readings Thursday. We have Ascension Psychic Oracles. But uh, this one is more about helping others today. But at the same time, we ask people that in our group to uh, sort of help us get through the day. But we've got 35 minutes left. Uh, But uh, definitely do readings on Thursday. And you can uh, also participate in our Blog Talk Radio Weekly, if you'd like, on Thursdays. Yeah, I may call back here. You know, I call around a few shows here and there. So, uh, yeah. Well, I'm surprised. I've I've not met anybody that does what you do. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. So I do the year, you know, but has the year, and then uh, you know everybody knows the month, you know. But uh, they also have weeks and days, so it divides it up into 48 weeks, and they all have a name. All right. Well. Uh, you didn't give us much information about you, but I'm glad you call around and you're well, part I of the Blog Talk to, family. I've given you quite a lot of information here. I've given you a lot <laughs> of information. You said that, and that, I, that I didn't give you anything, and then, you know, so, okay, well, thanks a lot. Have a good day. <laughs> well, you did. Thank you for okay. helping us, Nathaniel. We'd love to have Bye. you back, so come come by any time. Bye-bye. 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 He wanted a specific reading for himself. So, Tommy, you're right. right. Yeah, aren't you? A lot of people uh, do that. You know, they want to hear about themselves, and uh, that's okay. But you can go you know, on you... with the rest of the show, Tommy. Go ahead, and I'm going to mute. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. People, people like to uh, have readings for themselves, and they always want to, everybody wants to know what's going to happen at least. They want to know something good's going to happen. And, you know, that's why I kind of didn't want to go into readings because there's bad things that happen along with the good things. And I feel that things that are given to you usually come in balance. 
if you get a lot of good stuff, you're going to have some bad stuff to pay with it. Uh, and sometimes you could be down and out and everything's bad and then something outrageous good happens, which is usually the way it balances out. Not all things balance out, but a lot of things do. So for me, I mean, my life's been up and down. It was never like at a, a stationary line going across the screen. It was going up, down, up, down like a uh, a graph. But uh, I am at a point now at 67 where it's kind of more in a key speed of staying at one vibration, just a little bit high, a little bit low. I don't want the real high because then I know the real low comes along with it. So uh, people are being programmed in it. And what's, what's happened with this virus, it's going to like really affect people. And I know if we talk about it, we'll get thrown off the air. If I put it online, we get pulled off online. Three of my friends were just shut down on Facebook uh, for saying certain words. And I'm going to tell people a few words that you can't use or describe or get into. Two of them, I think, are the most powerful people on the planet each a little bit different in what they're trying to do and attain and create for this world. And I really feel that nobody should have the right to create the world for everybody else. Their world, okay, but what we have to be and become and all that is a little bit different. Uh, I'll say names, but I'm not going to talk about them directly. Bill Gates and Elon Musk both have a fortune and they both are changing the world's reality. And, uh, just go online it's just so much going on and and what this virus is doing and what affects that and i'll mention a word i'm not going to talk about it 5g which is really important to study look up and follow before everything gets taken down about it so it's time to wake up people you know we play this game oh we can spend the rest of our lives doing nothing well you can but that might not be a too too long of a time frame especially if we don't clean up our act right now so uh, I usually don't go in with I'm going to be teaching about spiritualism. I mean, I don't teach about the earth. I don't teach about our health. Uh, Jesus said it's not what you put in your body. It's what comes out. Uh, and nothing good comes out of our body, uh, even our, in a lot of times in words. So let's look forward to creating a new reality. But we have to start within ourselves, finding out who and what you are and what you can do in this world. Not everybody here is going to heal the people on the planet. Not everybody here is going to change the way people drink or do drugs. Not everybody here is going to stop rape or abuse. But whatever your forte is and you feel that you can put your attention in, in a good way. Now, the jobs we pick. Well, and hey, Tommy, to can I ask you, with Nathaniel, he, he, uh, a lot of people with our blog talk, you know, we have so many people out there that tune into these shows, especially under spirituality. But like Nathaniel said, he surfs different radio shows when they're up, if he feels like it, and he may or may not participate. But I, I turn, plugged him on. Now, not everybody may plug him on, you know. But do you think that he became, uh, that he, I put him on the spot by turning him on or he wasn't expecting to be part of the show, but he said he, he he acted like he was calling in for a particular reason. Like for a, he just expected that we would do re- readings today. I didn't put that in the description, but uh, but you sensed that he uh, I sensed. Of course, anybody could listen to him. You know, he was willing, but it's like he came in wanting a reading, and I, that is con- constant for eight years under spirituality. They just expect if they're 
under spirituality that's strictly going to be about readings? I mean, give me your impression of Nathaniel and just your impression, because uh, we love everybody, and I don't really want to judge, but when they call in, it's like they want to be judged. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm a mute. Go ahead. You know, you and me do different things in different ways. A lot of people, like when he came on, he told us a lot. He told us what he is about and everything. When you put him on a spot and say, well, I want to know if you brush your teeth tonight or something, they don't want to talk about that. I mean, the further you go into a person's personality and character and all that, a lot of people don't like to expose that. Uh, He gave us incredible knowledge of what he does and, and who he is and what he can do. Uh, meaning he's incredibly, incredibly smart, uh, knowledgeable, and uh, probably has the gift to be able to read super fast and everything else along with it. But he did want a reading. I mean, that's obvious. Called in at the wrong time, but he heard. See, she just left when she gave him a quick synopsis and left. But uh, if he's really interested, he'll call back Thursday. And he might. We'll see. But trying to judge people. Like, I I only judge people by after they state their experience and how important reality is it and things like that. Uh, so for him, we have, we have to t- have him come on and talk and do what he does. But by what he does, we would learn who he is without him saying, well, I'm, I'm married, I I'm have children, and I do this. I mean, you and me, we, we, we did the show for a long time, and we want people to know who we are and everything. But him, he just would want to be the person out there doing the readings for somebody. And I'm sure he's not going to want to ask about how many children they have and all that. He's going to tell them what he wants them to know. Uh, the signs are pretty important, but they also are just limited to this level of awareness. Uh, and people can't judge another person's spirituality by, by the average movements that we do in a day, how we go about where we work and how we get there, what we drive what we live in, and things like that. All those little things point to who and what you are. I mean, a victim of situation, a victim of starvation, and all those things, you don't need anybody to tell you what they are or who they are, but just look at them. I mean, they say you can't judge a book by the cover, but you can understand a lot about the book. I mean, it has a cover, and it's there for a reason, so you can understand a lot about it. Uh, We can't be too pushy. TJ, I know you want everybody on the show and stuff, we can't keep saying it to them because then they think we're really trying to push them to come on our show. You always should, we should just leave it open for people. If you hear what you, if you like what you hear, become part of it. Uh, and say, oh, we can use you on it. You don't want to be pushed into doing something. Very few people like the idea of that unless you get paid for it. I mean, if we paid him, say, hey, look, we'll, we'll give you a show. We'll, we'll pay you $50 an hour. Uh, he might think different. Some people would think different totally of that right away. But uh, people calling in, and he, he might have heard her talking about me, so he wanted to hear what she would have to say about him. So <laughs> might be. Yeah, we give off our own. But this is a platform I offer, folks, and uh, I do offer readings, and people do know me as a psychic reader or cosmos commander or however you want to look at me or call me. Or, you know, I say don't call me late for dinner. But uh, I do tend to uh, – have certain days for certain things. So I don't think that's a bad thing, but this is more like a future spiritual church. And uh, Tommy is one of our universal life ministers. 
And uh, I guess I've sort of gotten used to Sundays being more of us. But it's like, I guess, in, a, in one of the uh, evangelistic uh, shows on TV, if we were live, uh, audio and video, not just audio, would be, he, you know, I may have called him up to the stage and done heel, put my hands on him or something. Right. Just I don't know. So, uh, you know, this is the new way we do online, and I feel distance from people. I don't mean to... Uh, offend anybody if I don't give them what they need because uh, like you said he he wanted a reading and I didn't feel like I wanted to give him a reading so I apologize but it just didn't see this is because I'm creating this platform and I have different days for different things I don't think that's a bad thing but maybe I should put in there I don't know but I think it's just assumed that if you call into spirituality on blog talk, that it's all about that. But this is about educational, uh, spiritual involvement and uh, growth. But I, I just said Ascension Center organization is a spiritual community. We share American communications online, and we're sponsored by Teresa J. Morris Ministries, Gulf Breeze, Florida, which I have a license to do that. But I say we're citizen journalists. And we share the Ascension Center in Florida and Hawaii. Now, I, I'm in Florida, and Tommy's in Hawaii. <laughs> but uh, we began as Universal Life Pastors, and I put that on here, through Modesto, California. And now we have a California person willing to show up even for a little while on Sundays. So we have different people around the world and in different states. And I have... Uh, uh, just so you know, Ralph Rodehag, I don't know if you remember him, Tommy, in our ACO, but we have people, but they're not recognized here. Uh, and that, Nathaniel was recognized, and that's good. So maybe he will and maybe he won't. But I I, I didn't mean I've, – I've heard – and now, folks, you can get used to, uh, in the radio waves, hearing voice intonation and in emotional intelligence, which we're going to help for uh, self – and others, and ourself and our other, uh, I felt uh, that he he felt uh, hurt at me. <laughs> Did you feel the hurt like I insulted him? Did you hear that? That mm-hmm. intonation? You did? Yes. So, so you yes. can tell by voices too then, can't you? We don't yep. talk about what yep. you do much about your voice and intonation. And she asked, she, she assumed you were a psychic, Tommy, because you've worked with them for so long, plus you are here with me. So, uh, you know, the loudness, folks, the sound, the emotions. And when you're in, we see you, we can tell by body position, uh, personal motion. But, uh, you know, uh, Tommy and, and uh, was talking about hypnosis, and uh, we a lot of us got into the motivational state in the uh, positive ways of helping other humans. But a part of it is experience. And I guess I'm very happy when I hear a new person uh, emotionally, uh, but the tone scale of anxiety and disappointment and hurt, uh, us here, uh, we hear your voice. And uh, if you work with us, you can hear the fear or the uh anxiety or the grief are uh, people just wanting to hear about themselves and this is a platform for that and and, and by, believe it or not through the years since i've been here for eight years it's gotten to be very well known for uh readers tommy uh you know what i mean this particular platform blog talk 
And uh, I, I found that interesting. They have spirituality, but paranormal, I also have a paranormal community. And uh, Tommy, I, I do the best I can. I didn't put metaphysicians on here, but I guess, uh, you know, I did in that uh, letter email I sent to Suzanne. I sent it to a lot of people, including Janet. But uh, Suzanne and Nathaniel are the only ones that showed up. But I uh, didn't send it to Nathaniel. I, I didn't know Nathaniel. But uh, So we don't know each other, but that's okay. I've never met Tommy, and I've never met Suzanne. It goes online saying that it's it's live, and he says maybe let me listen to a live show, and he started listening. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like he says, he surfs around. Well, here's somebody. Let me. I'm just going to turn them on, folks. Let's say, eight two six. Do you want to join us for a moment? Help us out here. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Okay. What's your name? Uh, Rose Maria. Hi, Rose Maria. How are you? I'm doing good. You're really gonna stick with us. Do you just love blog talk or what's up? Tell me the the history of how how you wound back up here. She came on Thursday with Suzanne and me, Tommy. She's uh she's going through some medical stuff, but I I asked her to sort of stick around, and it, she really did. So, Rose Maria, this is Tommy. He's been with me for eight years, and he's a wonderful soul. Wow. Well, what's up for you, Rose Maria? Are you just learning more, or what's up today? Uh, pretty much. I was surfing from Block Talk today and got a little bored, but getting a little bit better. I had a meltdown the other night, so all good, oh. <laughs> I guess, now. Oh, <laughs> uh, you had a meltdown? Seriously? Cause you're, you think because of your operation? Uh, that stuff, and... Everything else and life and uh, what's going on I, now. So I guess <laughs> I think you think of, a lot. Yeah. Well, Rosemary, let me mute because right I already. But you can come back Thursday and be a part of us. But uh, Tommy, I was telling you that we need to be a spiritual community to help people get out of the depression of what all we're going through. Because everybody sinks, folks, even me. We're ebb and wave, ebb and wave. So we have to support each other, even people. Nathaniel has a gift, but he wants support, you know. But uh, we'll we'll try to bring you on and find out what's going on and all help each other. But Rosemary, let me let Tommy talk to you. He's one of our Universal Life Ministers. But uh, you know, today we're just visiting. We're not really doing readings, but we can support right. each other. So, but just uh, tell him a little about you and how we can get you involved. And she's going to go to work probably uh, for the uh, well the government again but she's real uh, educated and she's uh, been in the navy like i have i didn't ask you how many years but i'd like to list you as one of our veterans and i, I you know appreciate your service how many years were you overseas rosemary as well, a veteran uh in and out so that's 15 20 years my goodness girl do you think you're uh, were you able to retire in the navy or you just got out um, I just work with them side by side, so I want to go back working with them, so pretty much. Awesome. Well, let me let you get to know Tommy. Tommy, Rosemary, uh, let's see, I don't even know where you're located. Um, In New where Jersey. Where are you, Rosemary? 
New Jersey. New Jersey right well, he's from New Jersey, so you don't have a New Jersey accent. Well, Tommy, she's from your old home state. Tommy was born there. So, Tommy, I'll get off, but visit with her. We've got about 15, 16 minutes left. But uh, see if you can bring Rosemarie into our little uh, community. I'm going I'm to mute, Tommy. Okay. Greetings. Uh, I'm, I'm in the Big Island of Hawaii. I grew up in Jersey. I spent most of my life there. And I lived basically almost every part of it between Jersey City, North Bergen, Union City, West New York, Fort Lee, uh, down the shore, closer to Seaside. So I, I, I pretty much moved around a lot. But I stayed basically in North Bergen for like my whole childhood. Uh, I, I like Jersey. I mean, people put it down. I mean, Trenton, New Jersey is pretty bad. But which part did you grow up in? Uh, South Jersey. You're uh, two minutes away from uh, Philadelphia, Center City. Oh, that's, oh, that's probably a better part of uh, the mid to down in the southern Jersey. But uh, northern Jersey is beautiful as well. But I, I worked there up until I was 45. So uh, I moved to Hawaii about 20 years ago, and I, I'm i still ha- having a hard time here. It's so different. And, I mean, I also heard how beautiful it was, how this, that, and the other thing. When you get here, you realize there's a lot of things that are different. So, uh, if I was with my partner, I mean, I don't mind. And if anything happened to her, I don't think I'd stay here. I think I'd pretty much leave Hawaii. But, uh, so, would you, can you talk about what you do with the Army, uh, Navy, uh, or not? Um... Basics like they do the surveillances and uh, systems and stuff like that for them. All right. Well, I mean, you stuck it out for a long time. Uh, I almost went in. I enlisted, and then I met my first wife, and I decided I didn't want to go in. I had peptidronolosis at the time, and then they said they didn't want me, so I got out. But the year I enlist, was trying to enlist, I, I, I was having problems with my family and I wanted to just get away. And then uh, the lottery came out. I mean, I, I was like uh, 360, so I would have never got called by the lottery. I mean, my brother had to go in. But, uh, yeah, I'm not the kind of person that likes taking orders on any, any aspect of it. It would have been really a hard time for me going in there if I really did. But when I was joining, they told me I could take boxing, which I was into at the time. And they said I could take science and in and, and college and all that. I said, wow, I could do everything I want to do. And then I met my girlfriend, and then I wanted to be with her and get married. So, yeah, it changed everything. But uh, cool. I've been with TJ for a while, and we, we went through a lot, sort of different kind of subjects come and go through our, our, our shows and everything. We try to watch out for the government. They don't like certain things being talked about. That's why I'd ask you. A lot of people in the Army, Navy, and Marines can't say a lot of things. My brother was a chemist, and he can't say a lot of things, and he didn't tell me a lot of things for like 30 years. Oh, I can't talk about it. I got a 25 sign, 25 years, I can't say anything about it. But when he told me, I was blown away what he was involved with. I mean, we'd have never known. I would have never known. So, you know, people hide things that they don't want people to know, and sometimes they're really important things. So uh, the show that we're trying to do, we're trying to bring out people to come out, be a little more aware of who they are, what they want to do in life, and help each other go about doing it. So uh, CJ's great with books and all that. I mean, I'm on my fifth book right now, 
but I never had help with any of them. So, I mean, somebody that's starting a book and getting help with it, uh, TJ is a really cool person to be with. Or just doing a show, uh, trying to make create a new reality for the people that are involved with it. Uh, it's hard. People have to deal with life. And what I was going to say, what's happening on a planet, the planet itself is happy, but all the people on it aren't. The energy is going to be affected by that. I mean, between Trump, Gates, and, and Elon Musk, uh, there's so much twisted energy that that's affecting everybody. I mean, to think that we're going to have four more years of this uh, is pretty scary. And that Russia hey, Tommy, and China, I mean, China, yeah. Somebody else called in an 805 number. I can ask them. Uh, they're in California. I don't. Uh, you mind if they come you on? Wanna t- okay, uh, California eight zero five six one seven. Do you want to introduce yourself and let us know who you are? Hi, this is Donna, and I'm in Santa Barbara, California. Donna, didn't you used to call in all the time for our shows years ago? I think so yes, years ago. That's right. How are you? <laughs> I'm great, Donna. Uh, You remember Tommy or just Teresa, TJ? No, I remember both. Awesome. Tommy, do you remember Donna by chance? I remember somebody, Donna, but I think we had a couple people, Donna, on the show. Yeah, probably so. That's my psychic stuff. Yeah, now we got... Let me let me mute. Tommy can talk to you, Donna and uh, Anne Marie. We're getting to know Anna Marie from New Jersey. I like people on Sundays and find out where they're from and get them all involved in our spiritual community. And you know, I get depressed sometimes, but this is great that we have people to join us. You know, especially since we're all in lockdown. But go ahead, Donna, talk for a minute to Tommy and Anna and. Uh... Yeah. So, what brought you on today? I just saw you and thought I'd come aboard and see what you all were talking about and if you were giving any readings or anything like that. Well, uh, starting Thursday, there'll be readings. If you call in on a Thursday, uh, the person oh. that just got off, uh, she's, she does that for a living. Uh, and she's going to be doing Thursdays with us. So we had another person call okay. in that does a lot of things, but he wanted a reading as well. So I, I know a lot of people want readings. Uh, yeah, you I know, know a lot, of, a lot of time. I usually get a little reading, and then I, I uh, do a paid a paid reading, you know, a longer one, you know, half hour. Usually okay. is what I go for. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed like but, a lot of people want a reading, and they're happy to get it for nothing. Uh, but oh I said, no, if you I, want to I read, buy a lot. Of them. No, I buy a lot of. Oh, them. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, support them, you know. Oh well, that's cool. I mean. I, I had people read for me that I didn't even ask to read for me. Uh, within two years, well, within one year, really, not two, sorry, uh, these psychics came up to me and said, I have to read for you, I have to read for you. Do you mind? Wow. So, uh, <laughs> Tommy is popular. Well, that's they want to read for him. Well, how much do you pay, Donna? Is it is it a regular pr- price on on uh, Blog Talk, I've only been here eight years, but I've never asked anybody, so no, maybe you're helping us. The ones, the ones that I've had, um, there's a fellow out of England, I have readings with him, and he's 25 a half hour. 
and then there's another woman. Uh, she's from England too, and uh, she's uh, thirteen dollars for a half hour. So they're all different prices. I mean, there's even some that are more expensive, but that's kind of out of my budget. So are they on Blog Talk? Um, yes, that's how I found them on Blog Talk. Wow. And then what do you do? You go to their PayPal and put the money in or cash up? or Yeah, PayPal. And then they video call me. And Wow. It's so easy. I don't have to do anything. It's just, uh, yeah, it comes on the Facebook. On the Facebook, there's a video call they can do, and that's how we do it. Wow. Well, Tommy Facebook then, because... uh, I'm on Crowdcast and Skype and Zoom, and uh, a lot of my friends uh, get where they want content on their Vimeos, and uh, they want us to come on there. But uh, I've always done it exclusively as a confidential. I had assured confidential investigative reports. And then uh, the most famous person I got to read was Michael Jackson, and I didn't even know who I was reading. Yeah, he was the first time I read him. They kept bugging me on the phone in Hawaii because I had uh, psychic networks. Uh, is one of my I've always have a company as a psychic and a publisher, book author. But he looked me up while I was in the Navy, and I uh, read him the first time on uh, Diamond. Uh, what is that called, Tommy? That know. big Diamond Head. Diamond he called head. me on the uh. phone. Yeah, I didn't charge really? him, but uh, he wound up ha- uh, paying uh, 5000 for the night to have me come reading. He paid for the restaurant, offered to pay me again, and I wouldn't take it. He closed down a whole restaurant just for him. <laughs> so, uh, But he had a lot of stuff. That was during that 92-93 uh, episode, and I helped him. And he took my advice, too. I don't want to tell everybody everything, but uh, I miss I miss him, and uh, he was uh, wonderful and had his own organization, and we got to talk a lot, uh, you know, and he loved his family and his brothers and all that. And uh, I got to uh, go over, Gulu Watamul was the name of the man that was running a company there in California where you are. But I got to, uh, I guess, Michael told me, you know, I'd never take any money, but he said, you know, he said, "Well, what can I give you? Because you've been, you've really helped me." And and I, I told him it was, you know, it's easy when you have a gift, but uh, most of us don't charge for what we're helping. But what we will charge is for our time. So that's the way I used to train all the people that worked for me as contractors. Was well, you're allowed to charge for your time? And Tommy, I'd like you to learn that to explain that to people, because uh, we've only got so much time in human form, Tommy. And don't you agree that helping in our community that, you know, it's okay. But, Tommy, this is something that the new world that we're having trouble with is figuring out in service to others. Uh, It takes our time, right? And Tommy is actually supporting me as a Patreon and helping me get people in our Patreon because people can just pay like a dollar or five dollars or donate whatever on patreon so i have that posted if y'all want to patreon.com forward slash Teresa j morris but we have set up for uh taking in credit cards through us uh, authorized.net and i've got to hook that up tommy but uh tommy i'd like you to decide because you've been with me from the beginning the difference between donations and talk to anna marie and and uh 
Donna about that because, uh, you know, we've got people that do want readings and people that are willing to do them. But uh, they don't really char- – I mean, I'd like to say that our community is going to work together to help each other. So thank you, Donna, because that gives us ideas of uh, how different people – now, uh, does, do whoever they work for, do they work for themselves or, or their own blog talk? How, how do you find them? They have their own blog talk show or they're working for a company? No, they don't have their own blog talk show. They get on other, other shows like Psychic Choice. Uh, with Ken, they get on there, and then um, of course you know you just Google the name, and then you know on Facebook, and you find it, and you just write a little message, and yeah. But they don't they don't have their own show. You can get on other people's show. Right. As a uh, regular, every week. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're opening a gateway for people to come in and be involved with the shows that we do, become a part of the group. Uh, it's to help expand our group consciousness of working together and helping each other take a step forward with whatever they're doing. And I think it's a good way as long as we respect each other to the best we can and try to help with that. Now, I'm, I, I'm not a reader. I, don't, I never really wanted to be a reader. But uh, I uh-huh. hung around with one, so I learned how to test them to see if they're really helping you or not. I mean, uh-huh. I went to a couple of just paid ones on the road. I was depressed, and I just pulled over and went to one. I mean, she started off telling me good stuff, and all of a sudden she said she needed money for the black candles and this, that, and the other thing. Oh, I said, no, no, thank you. Yeah, so you, there, there's charlatans and everything. People want to make money. I mean, people with gifts still want to make money. Uh, like TJ said, uh, we put the fund to a good cause if we have uh, money coming in. Uh, right now, it's just to create the boundary lines of like how we could set up the shows and all that right now. So Thursday is going to be the reading day. Uh, oh, good. What time? Uh, TJ, well, CJ will answer that before I, before I finish. But uh, we could probably set up another day, too, because if there's so many people that want to do that or be involved with that, uh, TJ has the whole week. We could do something every day of the week. Which I yeah, know so the three to five. Tommy, we're either going to do three to five or seven to nine Central. So, what would that be in California? Would that be noon so for you, now? Donna? Uh, yes, it'd be noon. Yeah. Okay, so it'll either be noon or seven at night. So it'd be five your time. I don't have a real late one, uh, Tommy. Uh, Tommy may could help me at least run the studio. I could give him the passcode to get in. But, Tommy, think about if you could run uh, as an administrator technician for American Communications Online. And then have yeah. that's going to do the reading from there? Well, that's cool, too. Yeah, sure. You could you could run the board, be the administrator for our company and for uh, the blog talk, and uh, you know I've given you the code before. But uh, don't you think, Donna? Don't, I guess we need one. Would uh, Donna? What do you think? And uh, Anna Marie in New Jersey. Uh, well, see, Anna Marie's in New Jersey. Now Anna's on Eastern Time, and then Tommy, you know the UK six hours ahead. So it's good for UK time. Anna Marie, what you don't mind being me, is right. it day yeah. or night? What is it for it's you, Anna Marie? For me, oh me, I'm East Coast. Well, she's she's the, she's the latest. 
She's like yeah. two hours later than me. Well, uh, Donna and uh, Anna Marie, come back Thursdays, and we give a mini reading, okay. and then we can give you our uh, uh, PayPal. But Tommy needs to help me administrate. He's been here eight years, and he's not into the read, but he knows that's what drives our our uh, platform, our Sunday social community forward. Tommy is helping people with what they need, and we need to get Tommy to set up the tools. So Tommy, help uh, like you did with Bell South and with us here. But Tommy, help us set up as administrator because we've got a lot of groups on Facebook, and uh, we can set it up properly and then bring on. And Tommy, you've got that lady friend of yours. Remember, she came on a couple of times. Oh but, no, she's uh, not my friend no more. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, Anne Marie, I love hearing your voice, and I know that you're going to get better, and uh, I know that uh, everything's going to work out for you. I mean, I feel really good about you because everything's new now. It's what we create together. So, uh, Donna, thank you. You've always been a good person and helped us out by oh, tuning. You yeah. used to tell me you always learned something. You used to listen to me yeah. and Bill and Tommy. So sometimes we're educating people, believe it or not, and other times we do readings. But I guess it's better if we could do a little of both, Tommy, so we can do a little education and open the lines up, maybe the second hour or something. But Tommy, help us administrate that, okay, as a project manager. Would you do that, Tommy? Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, well... Good. Okay, well, we'll be here two hours a day, and if Tommy can run the dates, I like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I may get Tommy to run a night show Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday if he's up for it. But, Tommy, you think about it to help these ladies, and maybe Donna and uh, Anna Anna Marie would support you in helping people get some blog talk shows on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night because uh, he's in Hawaii uh, but Donna uh, could help us at least help support and show up and have you talk to her at least and help uh, get people, and we'll have them call in. But Donna, thank you, and Anna Marie. Uh, thank you. And Anna Marie, you going to be okay? Hang in there till Thursday. And uh, Tommy is a good counselor. He is a good counselor, and he does take on people. But uh, Anna Marie, uh Tommy, do you want to give out how to get in touch with you for Anne Marie or Donna if they just want to have well, community just, support? To get in touch with me, really easy. Hawksbud1, H A W K S B L O O D1, at AOL.com. Uh, I go to my emails all the time. I'm on it every day. So uh, feel free to get in touch with me. So we can definitely work it out. Uh, Thursday is a good day to let's get it all organized again. But we could sit down yeah, and find out what and- kind of time we want. Well, you're you're a pastor. He's a universal life minister, which is more of a teacher, and does seminars and workshops with me. But, Tommy, you probably need to be a spiritual consultant, but uh, support. Think of something. If you don't want to do the readings yourself, Janet doesn't either. But you guys have been doing communication and and, uh, broadcasting with me for so long. Well, uh, Tommy said he was a technician, but I guess that's on a computer but maybe Anne Marie's got all these smarts. Anne Marie, you know all the technical terms. Maybe you can help be on a team with me and Tommy and Donna or something, so uh, we can help yeah, figure this out. It's a new yeah, world, right? Yep. Would you help us, Anne Marie? Just sort of brainstorm this stuff. Yeah, I could do that. Awesome. That's no problem. All right, now that's so, and then eight oh five is Donna, 
and Donna's been a big support, like a cornerstone anchor for California. And this would be awesome if Anna Maria will help us because she's in New Jersey. So, ladies, you know, you don't have to do anything except show up, but maybe you can be an anchor support. And Anna Maria, I'd love to, because I was Navy, is uh, to help you and keep you in my life supportive spiritually in our community. And uh, just try to think Gee, universe, but, you know, ask the universe if that's your job. I'm, Tommy knows I don't want to force anybody, but <laughs> Donna, I can't force you. I already know you. I knew you, who you were. You've always been there. So, Anna Marie, I hope you can be that one of those people, too, no matter where you are in the rest of your life. It's an eternal condition, I guess. I don't know. It's got to be your soul. Well, thank you, ladies. Uh, you made me feel so good, Anna Marie. Gosh, I feel like I got a new friend, Anna Marie. <laughs> so you be happy, lady, and come back. And I, I, I know you're going to get better. Is it your knee? What is your uh, thing bothering you? Because we can talk about your energy. Uh, everything like crashing. Like I want everything to happen, and life. Well, tired, tired of like helping others and get nothing in return. If that makes sense. Stuff yeah, like that. that's the way this whole thing is set up in the universe right now. So this is the near future. So uh, you can give, but we can figure out how to get back to you, too. So that's what Tommy's going to work on, and we'll figure out who all has the talent for what, talent, skills, and your energy. But believe it or not, energy is worth something. Energy is everything, and everything is energy. And we're just showing up in these body, mind, spirits. So Tommy, work on that little thing, and... Uh, Anna Marie uh, and and Donna, make a friend of us. I'm TJ Morris Agency on Facebook, and Tommy is Hawksblood1. Wait, Tommy, you told him your Facebook. But on this show, if you go hit me a like at least, go up there and like us. And, uh, and it's got Patreon, but it's a dollar a month or something. But go in there and look at my uh, 16 things. And Tommy on Patreon.com forward slash Tracy J. Morris says I'm trying to build a community but scroll down and look at the different projects and if you've got an idea uh, Donna and uh, Anna Marie I I like emails tjmarsagency at gmail.com I have people call me and I just talk for free consult but I've got a lot of phone calls i got to get back to to people. And they get in touch with me on Facebook and LinkedIn. But I really like emails so I can read what they need help with. And then we do counseling. So uh, life consulting, life coaching. I wrote a book called Ace Life Coach. So uh, Donna and Anne-Marie, you don't know. You know, there may be something we can help you guys with on that level, whether you need coaching or not. But uh, thank you, Tommy. But, Tommy, you are a life coach. You know, ACE Life Coach for ACE Metaphysical Institute. So Tommy runs all our metaphysical uh, tools, and I've got them all listed in books. If y'all want to buy my books and look at them and see what you some of them are eight bucks. Enchanted Development may have some of them. I know ACE Life Coach does, but it'll give y'all an idea of what I'm trying to do. And then uh, let's work together. And Tommy will work out the hourly. Now, I do know that uh, we always said one, two, or three dollars a minute, but the girls, Tommy, that were with Revolution and stuff, two of the psychics told me up north they charge more. And one of them moved down here to Gulf Breeze. So they charge them more up there uh, where you're from, Tommy, in New Jersey. Well, and, uh, what but, we can do is 
set him up, let them get somebody on the show, give them a slight reading, and then they could go to the, her site to do the actual reading if they want a long reading. Oh, uh, they re- record them like Donna said, too. Okay. Uh, well, Donna emailed me and Anna Marie at tjmarsagency at gmail.com well, and uh, give me your ideas or go to Patreon, Teresa J. Mars, look at that, and maybe they can help brainstorm. I believe the universe works perfect and that we're all here well, to help each up. other. Thumbs up. All right. Be but uh, it was fun. It was a pleasure. Uh, greetings, and, and we'll talk soon or email me, text me, however. Uh, okay. One, all right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, TJ. Thank you, Tommy. You did a good job. Good show. Oh, I guess there goes the music. Okay. Thank you, Anne Marie. Email me and we'll work something out any way we can help you. Bye. You. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Anne Marie. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.